trusting God tonight. <laughs> okay, first I need to pray. Um, God, thank you for being here today. Thank you that you love us and that you brought us here. And I ask that you would just open our eyes and our ears and our hearts and that you would speak to us. And I just thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, the title is Living a Spirit-Filled Life. So the first verse I was given was Romans 8, 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So what does a spirit-filled life look like? Well, these cups right here represent our bodies. And they come in various shapes. Because the world has often bruised and battered us, causing dents and scars. Or sometimes we have past hurts or issues that take up space inside. Sometimes we simply feel alone, lost, dry. And sometimes there's areas that we just want to hold on to. And we don't want to let anyone inside, even God. And this, this pretty blue water, represents the Holy Spirit. And every body here, every cup is the temple of God. We're the temple of God. And we all have access to the same Holy Spirit. But look what happens when I pour the Holy Spirit into each body. Each cup could only hold a certain amount. The Holy Spirit wants to fill us completely, but he's often limited. He can only fill us as much as we allow him to. We can give him access to a small part, or we can allow him to heal us and change us and fill us completely. And personally, I desire the Holy Spirit to fill every area of my life. So I've asked him many times to mold me, shape me, and make me into the vessel that he desires me to be so that he can use me to fulfill his desires. I want to be a vessel that's fully filled, but th for that to happen, I have to allow him to work on me. I have to allow him to take out the rocks, to smooth out the creases, and I have to allow him to take out anything that's limiting him. The process will probably take my lifetime. But I believe he's asking each one of us to give him permission to work on us and to free us of all that is not of him and to fill us to overflowing. So as we allow the Holy Spirit access to transform us, what should we be seeing or experiencing? Well, we should be bearing fruit. Galatians 5.22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These traits should begin increasing. And in time, those around us should be able to notice changes in how we think, behave, and react. And as we truly understand that God's presence and glory and power reside within us, our direction should begin coming from the spirit instead of the soul. 
living a spirit-filled life and allowing the spirit to lead us results in living in light and truth, loving all that God loves, hating evil and all that God hates. It is pursuing God and desiring him, his input, his molding, his leading. It is being willing to wait on him and his timing, trusting that he loves us and wants what is best, believing his promises and standing on them. It's desiring what God wants. It's letting him determine the path that we take and allowing him to direct our lives, trusting and obeying, even when we don't understand how his plan could possibly be better than our plan. An example from scripture can be seen in Acts 18.21 as Paul says to the Ephesians, I will see you again if it is God's will. Paul was willing to place God's desires and leading before his own desires and understanding. He was willing to listen and obey. And that is a big challenge for many of us because we have lived our whole lives leaning on our own understanding. Many years ago, our family was quietly contemplating moving to another church. We loved Hillside, but one of our, our children was struggling. So in our own understanding, we began thinking that maybe we should find an environment where he was more likely to thrive. We we're being logical. We we're thinking things out. We we're trying to be good parents. And we didn't share these thoughts with anybody in the church, but God knew what we were thinking. And in his divine providence, he designed it so all of a sudden, we started running into Bruce and Dory every time we went out shopping. <laughs> One day, I was walking into Kmart, which I rarely do, and there were Bruce and Dory heading towards me again. And at that point, I was still... I had a big fear of authority, so whenever I talked to them, I was very nervous. So I couldn't believe my own ears when I started telling them we were thinking of leaving Hillside. Now, now I know that the Holy Spirit was leading that conversation because I still remember Dory's response. She said, if you decide to go to another church, just make sure the Spirit is living in that church. Now, I didn't completely understand what she meant, but I thought a lot about it. And at that time, my children were attending an, a program at that other church, and I began really looking in a new way, allowing the Holy Spirit to start showing me what Dory meant. And I have to say, I saw a lot of wonderful, kind, friendly people, but I did not see the joy of the Lord. And that was enough to keep us at Hillside. Now, there's another part to that story. At that time, we were leaning on our own understanding. And as Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. See, the Lord knew what our future was going to hold. And he was trying to direct our paths and position us. When we were thinking of moving, our daughter was very small and very healthy. Within a year, she began having seizures. 
And looking back, I have to wonder. If we had ignored the Spirit's promptings, if we had moved to that other church, which does not believe that the gifts of the Spirit are for today, which does not believe that healings and miracles are for today, would our daughter have been healed? You see, living in the Spirit means listening and obeying the Spirit and His desires and commands above our own. It's letting Him lead as we follow. It is trusting that whatever He asks of us, it is for our best and for His ultimate glory. And obedience is a vital part of living a Spirit-filled life. From the very beginning, God shows us how important it is. When Adam and Eve stayed in the boundaries of God, when they obeyed him, it kept them in alignment and made it possible for them to commune with God. And the same is true for us. When we are in alignment, we can hear more clearly. Think of a parent and a child. There's a strain in the relationship when the, parent, or when the child is in disobedience. It may be more difficult to communicate. The relationship just feels strained. Well, it's the same between us and God when we are in disobedience. God is our Father, so first, we have to listen. Second, we have to obey. And then, there's this transforming power that comes from obeying him. See, as the Lord sees that he can trust us to obey what he asks of us, he will give us more opportunity and, res- and responsibility in his kingdom work. Much like a boss at work. If a boss sees an employee is reliable, trustworthy, dependable, and one who can follow directions, well, that employee is much more likely to be promoted and given favor. It's the same in the kingdom of God. Now, it's very important not to dismiss the promptings of the Holy Spirit, which is so easy to do. We have to stay tuned in. See, God says he will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5. And lo, I am with you always. Matthew 20, 20. And where two or three are gathered, I am in the midst. Matthew 18, 20. He's here. He is always right beside us. He never leaves us. Never. And it is only because of our focus, our busyness, our carnality, that we are not sensing him. If I'm not sensing him, it's not him. It's me. So, how do we increase our awareness of the Holy Spirit? Use worship music? Prayer, reading the word, spending time. Because when we choose with our soul, our mind, will, and emotions to focus on God, we're stirring the spirit within us, giving him permission to become more active and to influence our lives. Then we must listen and obey. See, I've had the Lord prompt me to go to one store over another, only to run into somebody who really needed encouragement. I've been prompted to watch or listen to something only to receive incredible revelation. I've seen him protect our family because he gave us instructions and we followed them. 
I've been prompted to pray for someone only later to find out that they were struggling just at that time. The Holy Spirit wants to be our constant companion, our teacher, our leader, our friend, a part of all that we do. Last Thursday, while I was spending time with the Lord, I received a word from him that I believe was for tonight. He's speaking to all of us about those rocks and those creases, and I'm going to close by reading it to you. He said, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Precious are the hearts of my saints. Grant me access to those places you are holding onto so tightly. Give me access to the deepest pains. Give me access to the deepest parts, the hidden parts. For when I abide in these, you will experience true liberty. Your spirits cry out to me, Abba, Father, and long for me to fill my holy temples. Give me access. Give me permission. Allow me to transform the deepest recesses of your hearts. Give all your pain and fear to me. If you will but trust me, I will bring you liberty. I will bring you joy. I will bring you freedom from all that is hindering you. Grant me access, my dear children, for liberty begins today. Freedom begins today. Waiting in the fullness of my spirit, or walking in the freedom of my spirit, excuse me, walking in the fullness of my spirit begins today.